inspiration. Oh, I just love that feeling when I say that word. <laughs> and it's one that I have felt so many times over my life. And yet the process can change. Inspiration is a process that we often only look at to a certain depth and not what the true and real process is that we can go to at a deeper level and really connecting to the limitless amount of inspiration that lies at the core of us. What and whom inspires you? How many times have you actually been asked this question? And if you have been asked it, what's your answer? And how many times have you asked this question of others? And why have you asked it? And what were the answers people responded with? More often than not, a person's response to this type of question involves them describing someone who's written a book that inspired them, or words that someone has said, or action that's being taken by someone, or maybe a celebrity or some well-known person has inspired them, as well as family and friends who have come through some challenging times, or people who you know or have come across that are good decent, kind and beautiful people. And in all these scenarios, the focus of the inspiration is external rather than internal. If you ask me what inspires me, it has never been anything or anyone externally. My answer is and always has been, I inspire me. I inspire myself and I'm inspired by myself, which as you can imagine when I respond with this, to the question that I'm asked, my response often stops people in their tracks as they are not expecting this type of answer. So it requires a shift in their processing to get their head around this. I'm Melinda Cates, the host of the I Make a Difference podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to explore the process of inspiration, what it is, why you experience flashes of inspiration, why you may look externally for inspiration, and how being inspired by yourself is a journey that involves reconnecting to your true self, where your self-inspiration naturally flows. The I Make a Difference podcast, an adventure of exploration of your human self, the conditioned and unhealed parts of you, and your true self, the natural, real and powerful you. A pathway where you unravel, heal, and uncover on your journey back to you. How many times do you experience those moments when you feel electricity running through your being? And it's like a childlike excitement that is running through every cell in your body. And... It can even make you feel giddy and also prompt you to smile and prompt you to get focused and to take action. The moments when you experience a flash of inspiration, and you may even call them aha moments, and then what ensues is a release of energy within you that sparks and motivates and inspires you into action to say, explore, do or experience something. A fact is that the person who can inspire you the most and that has all the inspiration you need is you. So what is inspiration and being inspired? 
and how is it defined in general terms? One of the ways being inspired is defined as where you are filled with confidence to do something. And one of my favourites is to breathe life into something, as well as for someone to have strong feelings or a reaction and where you want to do something. How powerful this is. How powerful is it? If you are the one breathing life into something, how powerful if you are the one breathing life into what is right for you, expressing your potential and expressing your inspiration. How powerful that you can be filled with confidence by yourself and that you experience that strong, beautiful energy and belief where you are motivated and want to do something because you're inspired and you're connected to your inspiration. You may be also interested that the word inspire has its origins in Latin, where its meaning was to inflame or to blow into, like when you blow air over a flame to make it grow. You breathe life into the flame. And when you process inspiration and feel it, you can actually feel the process of you breathing life into a thought, an idea, or an action that has come from within you. That is your inspiration. Then the origins of the French meaning of inspire means to fill the mind and heart with grace. And this is not common for me to access definitions, but it felt right and I was inspired to do so. Because the English use and the definition that goes further in its meaning is to influence to move or guide through divine or supernatural agency or power. And for me, this speaks to being inspired by yourself, where the inspiration comes from your true self and your soul, your divine supernatural power, where you are filled with energy which you then want to act on. When you next experience the process of inspiration, take some time to be aware of what you feel and experience through your being, so that you grow your awareness of how you are inspired, what you're inspired by, and how your inspiration flows through you and is expressed. And the purpose of doing this is so that you can more consciously and intentionally give your inspiration permission to flow more powerfully through you and to be expressed by you. One of the first clear and powerful memories I have of being consciously connected to my inspiration was during my last year at school, which was a fair few years ago now. I attended an all-girls school and in my last year I was elected games captain for the school and I was also the swimming captain and it was in these roles that my inspiration experience occurred. Each year there was a big swimming competition between the top four girl girls in the city and funnily enough, it was called the Big Four Swimming Competition. Apparently, and I say apparently because I don't know for a fact, I was told that for the principals of the four schools, this competition was a very prestigious competition for their school to win. One which they took great pride and delight in winning. So yes, there was competition between the principals. The interesting situation that I found myself in was that I won the senior school swimming competition that year 
even though I'd not been involved in swimming training for a couple of years, and there's a reason I'm sharing this, which I'll explain in a moment, this meant I was supposedly the fastest swimmer in the school, even though I'd not trained for a couple of years. But I was still pretty strong due to all the other sports I did, and also due to a lot of windsurfing I was doing at the time. The quandary for me, though, was, as I was the fastest swimmer in the school, when I compared this to who the top swimmers were in the other three schools, they had regional, national swimming representatives, and we had none. They had great depth and experience in their swimming teams. And on paper, we looked like we had no chance of coming second or third, let alone first. But what we did have was a team. A team that was open to the possibility that anything was possible. A team that believed in themselves and that believed in each other. And we were there for each other. And that was very, very, very solid. I remember getting up on stage in front of my fellow schoolmates, approximately a thousand girls and the headmistress and teachers, to talk about the upcoming competition. And oh my gosh, I so remember what I said that day and the feeling I had attached to it. I remember the exact words that came out of my mouth. I want inspiration. I want enthusiasm. And I've dumb that down a bit because I don't want to yell into your ear. But you can imagine me speaking and saying that to a hall full of a thousand schoolmates. From there, I don't have much recall of what else I said, but I remember the energy and power buzzing through me, the determination, the conviction and strength I was feeling, and the incredible belief I had. And the reason why I don't remember the rest of what I said was that everyone in the assembly laughed their heads off at the way I communicated my statement about inspiration and enthusiasm, including the principal and teachers. I expressed an energy and through the energy of my voice, what I was saying, I was expressing inspiration and enthusiasm. I reflect on why I said what I said and what I meant by the word inspiration. I wanted every girl within our team, in fact, every girl in our school, to find within themselves the spark of inspiration of what was possible. For the girls in our team to be inspired by who they are and what they were capable of. And for them to believe in themselves and what they could possibly do. I wanted every other girl in our school inspired by the belief in themselves, inspired by the belief of who they were, who the people in our school were, and what we all stood for. I knew every single one of the girls in our swimming team had the ability to swim the best race of their life. I could feel it, and I could see it in them. Each member of the swimming team loved swimming, so it was about them giving themselves permission to express that love and express that potential. They just needed to connect to this part of themselves, the part of them where they connected to their own inspiration, where they believe in themselves as to what they can do. It was about them feeling the energy and being able to express the energy 
of this inspiration and belief and enthusiasm and motivation and to express it in their swimming. The Big Four day came and the team was incredible and the support from our fellow schoolmates was phenomenal and audible. They went from a generally quiet and well-behaved group of young ladies, as we were called, to screaming and yelling their support and standing up and being fully involved. They were the loudest school on the day. By the time we got to the last race, many of the team members, including myself, had lost our voice from supporting each other. Every single girl on our team that day broke their personal best high. Then it came down to the last race of the competition. And yes, I was the last swimmer in the last race. I remember diving in and just feeling the energy within me that I could do this, even though a part of me was completely exhausted. In fact, I believe I only took one breath in the 50-metre swim. We had to win this race to win. Every girl in our team had found their inspiration within themselves, the belief of what was possible and that they could do it, and they shared it with each other. I got to the end of the pool, and I turned to see that not only had I come first, but the entirety of the senior school that was in attendance that day was on their feet cheering and clapping and hugging each other, including the teachers and the headmistress. The team had done it. They had achieved what on paper seemed impossible. And we could not have done what we did without each other. We were individually inspired and collectively inspired. We connected to our inspiration and breathed life into our enthusiasm and motivation to do the best that was possible. To do the best that was possible against the odds. It was the power of the belief energy and the want within us that made this happen. We knew what was possible and we made it happen. This for me was my first conscious connection to inspiration. The free-flowing powerful source of information, belief, knowing and energy that you give focus to so that the life force within you that is who you truly are has permission to be released and expressed. This energy emanates from your soul and your true self, where all the information, creativity, knowledge, knowing and belief in you resides. It's about you tapping into this, and when you do, you can move mountains and bring forth life and growth to whatever you're focused on. You know what that feels like, and when you felt it, that is your inspiration. It's not anyone else's. If I had tried to inspire the inspiration in the girls in my swimming team, they would have connected to my inspiration instead of their own, and we would not have achieved what we did. Instead, I believed in their ability to connect to their own inspiration, so that they were inspired by themselves. And when you connect to your inspiration within you, as I've said, you give it focus and it inspires you. When you are self-inspired, you are fascinated, you are curious, and you are passionate about being inspired by yourself. You love connecting to the potential, the creativity, the inspiration within you, and expressing it. 
So isn't it funny that you can find yourself looking externally, that is outside of yourself, to find inspiration? You look for someone or something to trigger your internal inspiration into action. You may have heard yourself or others saying, hmm, I'm looking for inspiration. And as I say this, I'm hearing my mother's words, where she looks for inspiration in a recipe. And as I ponder on this, I just discovered something more about myself. This is just a by the by. I'm not a fan of cooking, so I don't look for recipes to be inspired. Rather, I get a taste or a want to have to eat something. And that's my inspiration. And then if required, I'll go and look for a recipe that matches my food taste and inspiration. So my inspiration comes from me rather than my mother's process where she goes looking for a recipe to trigger her inspiration. They're very different processes. They are different processes. So why do you need to look outside of yourself for inspiration or to have your inspiration triggered rather than finding it internally? When you look outside of yourself to find inspiration, you're looking for something you can connect to that supports you to connect to your internal inspiration because at some level you've disconnected from it. Your source of inspiration comes from your soul and true self. So at a level you're disconnected from who you truly are. Your soul and true self has a limitless, an abundance of belief, knowing, energy, creativity, potential and innovation and where the expression of your true purpose emanates from. Your true self knows what is right for you, knows what your potential is, knows what you're here to do, and what is of interest to you, and what is right for you. So your true self provides you with the inspiration processing. As I explored in the true self episode, it requires you to unravel your conditioning and heal your emotions as well as strengthen your connection to your true self, where your inspiration lies, for you to be inspired more often. Whilst you're not fully connected to your true self, you can experience spasmodic inspiration, meaning it can come and go, and it can take some time for you to connect to it, or you can experience spasmodic periods of inspiration. Your inspiration will be suppressed and then the channels open up again and you connect to it. Your emotions and conditioning can dilute and hinder the connection to your true self and your inspiration. It can interfere with the free-flowing, pure expression of your creative, knowing channel and energy, your inspiration. So the more you heal your emotions and unravel your conditioning, the more your connection grows to your true self and your inspiration, the more your creativity, your innovation, your knowingness, your inspired way of being will flow through you. An example of how your conditioning and emotions can interfere with your inspiration is where you can have expectations of yourself that you should be inspired. You may feel that you should be inspired to be coming up with ideas, you should be writing blogs or doing videos or creating things or building things or doing different things. And with those expectations, 
You put pressure and stress on yourself and your system. You try to force yourself to come up with something or do something. That is not naturally happening at the time. So you create an internal conflict. You possibly do a half-pie job or you don't enjoy it and you may even give up or you get nothing. So you sit at your desk or you pace the room for periods of time. However, being fully connected to your inspiration, being fully connected to your true self, does not mean that your inspiration operates on tap 24-7. Your inspiration has a natural flow to it, a flow that is in line with and how your whole being is at any point in time. And as we are human beings, it considers our physical our emotional and our mental states as well. Your inspiration is influenced by which parts of your system need attention at any point in time, such as the physical needing rest or activity, the mental needing time out, or your energy needing space. Essentially, your inspiration will flow naturally based on what is right for you at that point in time, for the betterment of you. Recently, I experienced this for three months where I felt really quiet inside. There was next to no processing, no ideas and no inspiration. There were no thoughts and energy coming through that could be transformed into motivation and expression. Wow, I had an emotional moment thinking my inspiration had dried up, that nothing new was going to come to me. And it was a bit of a scary moment because if it had dried up, then what was I going to do? Don't you love human expectations? It is not possible to have your inspiration dry up. I started fighting what was going on inside of me. I was questioning myself. I was doubting my inspiration. I was getting emotional. I also tried to make my inspiration coming through by forcing my writing. It was crap. The writing I did and everything I did, I judged because it did not feel right and it was not right. It was like a persona mask inspiration as opposed to real inspiration. My inspiration was not having a bar of whatever I was doing. It stayed resolute and it stayed quiet. Thanks to a friend who said to me, you're meant to be having some time away from all of this at the moment. Melinda, give yourself permission to have a rest from it. Oh, I know this all too well, but I needed someone to remind me. I got it. I actually knew this, but my expectation, so my conditioning, was saying, no, 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 keep going. Keep trying to find that inspiration. Once I got it, I surrendered into my own natural process, which meant I accepted it. And what I mean by this is I stopped fighting myself internally and allowed what was coming up through me to actually be there. I gave it permission. So I took the focus off my inspiration and my need to find it and took my focus to the parts of me that required my attention. And that was my physical body. This was the key part of me that needed and wanted my attention at that point in time. So I went and took action on a lot of physical stuff instead. A couple of weeks later, guess what? Yeah, I'm sure you know. My inspiration started flowing again. But this time it was different. It didn't have the excitement and fanfare that I had previously felt. This time it came back in a very gentle, grounded, solid and integrated way where there was more balance of focus between my physical and my inspiration than what I've experienced previously. Wham, bam, 
I used to go from one extreme to the other. I'd either have no inspiration to suddenly incredible amounts of inspiration, which is not necessarily a natural flow of inspiration. Rather, there were elements of I'd been suppressing it, controlling it, and forcing it, and this process had been tiring. What I experienced now was a more integrated and natural way. There were not the extremes. I now had more insight and understanding of my process in this area, which meant I was able to be more conscious of the flow of inspiration, to be more receptive to it and more accepting of it. When your inspiration is flowing, it has its own life to it. It'll be there when it's meant to be. Then it will take time out. And the reason for this is because sometimes you may need the time out yourself and it does not want to overload, overwhelm and tie you out or confuse you. Your inspiration wants you to be able to embrace it, accept it and work with it and express it to the fullest extent when it flows. Sometimes you need to process emotions and thoughts when the inspiration is not flowing. It is because you need to be able to take some time away to process these parts of you more deeply and broadly for you to reflect on what you've done and are experiencing. Your inspiration will be doing its thing in the background as you work through your processing. You create the space for more inspiration to come through by working through your processing and clearing the space so that the inspiration can flow even more powerfully. And when you're ready for that next step, when you have processed what you need to, you will receive the next wave of energy, information and inspiration. This is why it can mean you wake up inspired at 3am. So run with it. It might mean that nothing comes till 2pm. Trust your process and what you're getting and go with it. I discovered this is how our inspiration can magically unfold. When I created the I Make a Difference program, I found that information, ideas and inspiration and creativity would flow through at interesting different times and hours of the day. There was no exact timing or rhythm to it. It was completely fluid, organic and natural. I would get ideas about one part of the program and then perhaps an hour later I would get ideas about another part of the program. I randomly went with wherever those ideas flowed and how they were linked. And how they were triggered. And I knew the magic of it would all come together when the time was right. Interesting, the last part of the course that I ended up designing was the beginning of it. Trust your inspiration unfolds in the way that is natural to you and that is right for you and right for what you are inspired to do. And just to recap on the definition of inspiration, it is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. And it is a sudden, brilliant or timely idea. As I said though, the more connected you are to your true self, the less likely you are to experience flashes of inspiration or sudden brilliant ideas. Instead, you will experience a more natural, whole and fluid process because you're not suppressing your inspiration. It is the suppression and then the breakthrough of the suppression, or where you've processed and created the space for the inspiration to come through, is what creates the flashes of it. The more you are your true self, the more fluid and natural your process of inspiration is, and the more it surfaces, 
regularly and at the right time. What is also powerful is to see the process of inspiration. This involves reflecting on the series of things that will have happened prior to the inspiration flowing through. What were the unfolding steps that led to the inspiration and led to the time being right that you connected to it at that point? When you can be aware of this, this will help add depth of insight and understanding into your experience and to how you express your inspiration. Timing is everything. You will be given what you're meant to get when you are ready to get it and when it's ready to be expressed. Just like with the example I shared with regards to my inspiration being quiet. My inspiration was waiting for me to physically do stuff to support my body. It was allowing me the space to be able to grow and develop emotionally and mentally to a different space. And then the inspiration flowed through. In addition to that, a series of events happened that supported me to actually see things differently, to ask different questions of myself, which supported my growth and understanding of me and helped me with what I was then to be inspired to do. And it was way more powerful and effective. Just a reminder, timing is not just based on when you are ready. It's also based on when what you're inspired to do, say, create, and when an experience is ready to happen, and if others are involved, when they are ready. So if your inspiration is not flowing and happening at the time you expect it to, this is your conditioning and emotions and expectations that are dictating what you believe is right. This is your human self rather than your true self. If this happens, then pause for a moment and take your focus inside yourself and check and see, are you ready? Is there something for you to explore or experience first? Is the inspiration you want ready? Is there more information you need to gather or more experiences you're meant to have? And if others are involved, are they ready? You may not get answers for all of these questions whilst you're in the middle of the experience, but you will see the picture clearly once it unfolds and you'll be able to actually understand that's why it hasn't happened until now or that is why it's happening now. Inspiration is also defined as something that makes someone want to do something or that gives someone an idea about what to do or create a force or influence that inspires someone. Whilst you're not fully trusting and whilst you're not fully connected to your true self and your inspiration, you may still require external things, words, behaviours, objects, situations and people to trigger your inspiration such as a painter looking for something to trigger what they will paint, a person being inspired by another to do something, like my mum looking for recipes. Accept that this is what you're meant to experience. It is meant to happen because it's part of your journey to get you to the next stage of your growth, the next stage where you trust more of your inspiration in yourself. The key factor to check in this situation is whether you're reliant on external triggers for your inspiration because you do not have the confidence or the trust in your internal inspiration or is this you not being inspired in this moment? The more reliant you are on you connecting to your own inspiration and hearing the messages you have within you, then the more powerful and in tune you are with your natural process. You have everything you need within you 
especially when you are conscious of and reconnected to your true self and when you are listening to and responding to what your true self says to you and gives you. The inspiration, the answers and all the energy you need to do what you want to do, to do what is right for you. I wish we were sitting together so I could hear your response to the question, who inspires you? Please know that whoever or whatever it is that inspires you is what is true for you and where you're at right now. However, are you aware of and do you inspire yourself? When I first became aware of experiencing inspiration, I used to feel that bubbly energy that was full of excitement. There was tingling through my body with an urgent want to express what I was inspired about. It was strong, powerful, and effervescent. It was like contagious joy that was in me, filled with determination and curiosity, and so childlike. Over time, as I've connected to more of my true self and my inspiration, and trusted the connection, and where that connection is strengthened, my inspiration has changed in how it processes through my being. It's now more of a calm, strong, knowing, resolute, solid process. The information attached to my inspiration is my truth and the truth of what I am to do. And if I don't do it and I go against my truth and what is right for me, well, my system will call me on it. So over time, my inspiration and how it expresses itself has changed and it's become more subtle because it's more naturally part of who I am. During my growth journey and my focus on inspiration, I got to see that when others are inspired by the people or words they read or actions or the environment, what the experience is providing them with is the space for them to connect to their own energy source of internal inspiration. This is when I realized others do not inspire me. I inspire me. Yet I can create environments where others can connect to their own inspiration which is what we experience with the swimming team. This is when I realized that when you are inspired by yourself, you create an environment of inspiration for others because you create the permission for people to connect to their own inspiration, the inspiration that they are potentially suppressing within themselves. When you are inspired by yourself, you look within yourself to see how you can grow develop and go beyond where you've been. You want to uncover and discover the depths and breadths of who you are, what you know, what you're capable of, the different qualities, attributes and talents you have and what you can do and achieve. You're excited about your own processing. You're excited about you. So some of the questions I put to you that you may want to take some time with a journal, a notebook or a pen and paper and allow yourself to explore what your processing is in response to them. Whom and what inspires you? Why does it or they inspire you? In what way and how are you inspired? And when you're inspired, what is it in you you are connecting to? Are you inspired by yourself? If so, when are you inspired by yourself? What is it about and in you? that inspires you. If you are to be inspired by yourself and allow your inspiration to flow more freely, then it's about becoming more aware of what is it about you 
that excites you, that fills you, that drives you, that you find of interest, that draws you into yourself to connect to, that you find fascinating, that you are curious and inquisitive about and want to explore. It requires you to bring your focus within you to where you feel your source of inspiration emanating from you and to give your inspiration permission to be seen, heard and felt and where you commit to listening, seeing and feeling it. Then when you do trust yourself and your inspiration and you let go of controlling thoughts, resistant energy you have and you surrender to your inspiration, your trust of yourself and your inspiration will grow and flow. Find the fascination within you and be inspired by yourself because you deserve to be. And when you're inspired by yourself, you create an environment of inspiration for others. And being inspired by yourself is one of the many ways you make a difference to you and your life. Feel that inspiration within you. Allow it to be expressed and allow you to be you, the true you. And live your life from a place of curiosity and fascination. Because that's how you started your life on this earth.